We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Settle back now, content, comfortable, well-fed, and ready for some fine entertainment. Is everybody happy? Then let's go. It's showtime. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. The worst thing I've seen in 30 years. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. The universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the only Syracuse Sports Podcast centered around giving you the fans a voice. So welcome. Happy Thursday. We're back almost three weeks later, but we're back. Took a little break. Took a break. And then why are you looking at me like that? You know I can see you, right? <laughs> um, it's been such a long time. It feels weird, man. I know. It's been a long time. I forgot how to work the mixer. So I had to re-familiarate myself with it. But we're back. It's been almost three weeks. You know, used to be we only did a show a month during the off season anyway. I don't know when this once a week stuff started. Or every other week, you know. Eh, eh, I don't know. I mean, we pushed it this this we pushed it this far before, so we have. Anyway, yeah. well needed. I enjoyed well yeah, needed vacation. Yeah, I took a little vacation, left town for a little bit, did a little um, amusement park activities and such, museums and whatnot, <laughs> fireworks. Uh, went to Pennsylvania, so had some fun. That's pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> we have uh, today just some news. In fact, you know, if we were going to take three weeks off, uh, this was probably the best three weeks of the year so far because there was absolutely um, – the the news was dead for two of them. Yeah. So, yeah, it just started picking up a little bit. but It started picking up a little bit. And um, yeah. we're going to get into... Sports are starting to open back up. NBA starts back up tonight. This, this Baseball is, this is made true. a return. This is true. Baseball made a return. And um, um, there's some... NBA is coming back. What else is coming back? That would be it. Hockey. Hockey. That's the other one. Um, yep. But the other thing is we did have one recruit. And we also have some moves. Some former Syracuse players. Um, making some moves in and out of the NFL, and uh, and we had uh, another one leave us. So we'll talk about all that stuff, and then of course everybody has seen the hopefully the 2020 schedule with the the you know 10 conference games and the one non-conference rival game yeah. they're calling it. No, we can get into it. that, but um, we'll get into all that. Maybe we'll give our predictions. The schedule to me looks rough. 
Yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, looks freaking brutal. So, uh, all right, we will do all that. But first, as you well know, this show is sponsored by Bet Online. In fact, the distributor of the show, Armchair All Americans, is also sponsored by Bet Online. So, um, as we were just talking about, you got NBA starting up. We got baseball is in full swing now, huh? You like that full swing? Yeah, um, there's go. there's no shortage of ways to get in on the action. Bet Online has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. Uh, also, tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins Bet Online team in a new segment called "The Ice Is Right," where he talks about his expensive jewelry collection. Sounds interesting. Uh, if that's your thing, go check it out. He'll give you a chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. So visit betonline.ag today. You've got the NASCAR. You've got the baseball. You've got NBA tonight. We've hopefully got some NCAA coming up. Uh, football, that is, and, and maybe a month and a half or so. So check it out. All the odds are updated every day there. Don't forget to sign up. Take your advantage. Take advantage of all of the props and all the other stuff out there. Welcome back, sports Welcome back, Bet Online, your online wagering experts. All right, so yes, Joe, this one, this one, this one, we left up to Surrey, but we're not sure. Kellen, Kalan, Ellis uh, has yeah. committed to the uh, Syracuse Orange football team. Uh, guard, offensive lineman, 6'5", 350 pounds. He's a big boy right there, and yeah. also, which is cool, it's the second. Uh, commit from Hawaii, and it's the first two of this this class, and the first two from Hawaii ever is, is what I read. Right, which is yeah. crazy. Um, maybe yeah. maybe a little uh, Ohana, maybe some uh, Babers dipping into into the island there and pulling some stuff out. It sounds. I mean, hey, I like hey. it. I like it. You never know. You never. Know. He's got you know ties from the old days since he's been there, and you don't. Really know. Whether or not, I mean, sometimes you get a guy that's from the certain area and it makes it a little bit easier. So maybe, you know, the the commit of Austin earlier in uh, the cycle made it easier for him to commit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's ranked as the 63rd uh, offensive guard in the country. And he had some pretty impressive um, scholarships as far as uh, the list goes. I mean, we were there with UCLA, Virginia, San Diego State, and Hawaii. Um, so... Uh, decent, decent schools, and and like you said, six five three fifty. I'm sure uh, he's definitely going to have to turn some of that into muscle, lose a little bit of weight, get into to shape. That is uh, a big boy, but I know that's he's he, it, just like any other lineman, three star guy. He's going to come in. Uh, he's probably going to redshirt, even though he does have the size. Uh, he's going to redshirt, and he's going to get his his body in shape. Um, and that's just the one thing that I I just do like especially with babers in in this group is it just seems to me like um they're loading up on some of these big guys where uh, it takes maybe a year or two to get their body right but um i start to see some of these guys coming up and um it's exciting especially at the end of last year when you saw how we how effective we ran the ball so just adding to the adding to the and, and to, to the group, right? You know, we've got a move. Uh, might as well just do this one first. I'm doing these out of order, but uh, you bring up the the run game when we got a receiver in Cam Jordan, who is probably likely to step up this year. Um, but he's no longer a member of the Syracuse football team, as the uh, the Syracuse Orange football team released um, uh, an updated roster 
on this yeah. past Monday, and he wasn't on it. So he's a four-year junior. I uh, played in 24 games over the last two seasons, according to Syracuse.com. Um, and, you know, he was expected to uh, to at least compete early, um, you know, coming up this year, seeing, you know, that we lost some spots there, but some players there. But um, yeah. he's going to be gone. Talk about the run game, though. I mean, kind of leaning on that, balking that offensive lineup and getting it ready. I mean, you still got yeah. Nikeem Johnson and uh, Taj Harris. Right. Uh, um, ready to fill those roles. And Nike, I mean, he had his issues last year. I mean, easy stuff to fix, in my opinion, but. Right. Well, you do have, obviously, a situation where we've always had the next man up, right, at Syracuse. And, you know, it really would have been nice to have Tristan this year, Cam. Uh, big body. He's He's been good for us on uh, the special teams end. And, yes, he was first in line to be able to take over that spot that Tristan had as outside receiver. Um, who knows what he would have done with it, but I do know that he was a very um, a very uh, highly skilled uh, special teams player, so he's going to hurt one way or another uh, by him leaving uh, just another gap where someone's going to have to step up, and we have recruited, I think, wide receiver pretty well. It's just we don't have a lot of experience, so uh, someone's going to step up and fill the, fill the void, but again, I think a lot of filling the void is going to be um, running the ball. And I think last year we saw a little bit of uptick of usage with passing to tight ends. And I wouldn't uh, be surprised if we don't see a little bit more of that too. What uh, about like, um, oh, we got two decent tight ends too. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, we got two decent tight ends coming out the gate. Uh, uh, they both can catch, got big bodies. Uh, they're more proven than a lot of the receivers that are on our roster. So, you hope the Courtney Jacksons, uh, Ed Hendricks, he was a, a, a Ed, big time. Ed Hendricks, right. Aaron yeah, remember Hackett. Him? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Aaron Hackett, yeah, and Luke Benson are the two tight ends. But Ed Hendricks, he was a highly rated receiver that's he's gotten hurt with his knee. Uh, two years last, he's been injured. Yeah. He's been injured yep. for two years. So, I mean, we have talent there. It's just inexperience and some injury questions and just who's going to step up. Uh, I think Nikeem wasn't 100% last year. Uh, and I think he'll have a better year. I think Taj Harris will have a better year. He'll have uh, definitely be more on page with him, uh, DeVito than he was last year. I think you could tell the difference between was, Tristan and him last year. I mean, it was pretty obvious, right? There was so. a lot of frustration there with, with that. You know, we t- I think we talked about that a couple times last year. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was visible in the games. But now that Tristan's not there, because we talked about that, uh, Tristan being able to sit out that year before in his transfer, and Watch. he was probably playing catch with Tommy a little bit more than he was Dungy, right? Uh, and Taj Harris was out there playing. So uh, I think he was a little bit behind the eight ball with getting in with Tommy. And uh, this offseason, hopefully, they've been working on that because Taj Harris is fully, fully capable. He has the confidence. And – um, we need a leader in that group right now. Yeah, so, well, let's continue with the football trend here. Um, just a couple more that uh, our, our former SU players, Evan Adams, uh, he was released by the Baltimore Ravens. You know, I mean, these were, I think, I think I kind of saw these coming, and I kind of saw the Sean Riley coming, getting released from the Patriots, but I do think that was a decent, like, I thought that had a shot. I feel like that was a good fit. The problem is, is he really never, they didn't get to do any type of spring stuff. They haven't been, you know, the right. new guys are, the new guys are kind of starting, um, you know, to say, to say the least, they haven't gotten a fair shot, unfortunately. Right. So, um, I mean, you're talking at this, this point of the time of the game, usually we're watching hard knocks, uh, 
and the preseason's coming up and, and teams actually have the practices and, and the scrimmages and, and the games. Uh, this just is not a normal offseason, obviously. And, you know, if you're coming from an undrafted free agent type situation this year, it's just really not a good year for you. And that's unfortunate because we had a yeah. lot of them this year. Right. But uh, I can see a situation where I can see where teams are going to go with more proven veterans because of the uncertainty of how much time you're actually going to going to have to prepare. Um, and that's unfortunate for these these kind of diamond in the rough undrafted free agent guys who haven't really had a, a fair shot. I feel like as far as a normal I, offseason. Yeah, I feel like obviously the lack of opportunity to impress coaches was, you know, obviously worked against guys like Sean and I'm not, Ryan. I, yeah, but, and I'm not just talking about these two. I'm talking about everybody. Oh, yeah. No, I'm talking about them as a group, too. I mean, there's a ton right. of them out there that got cut that never got a fair shot. And, and right. to even get a shot on a practice squad and stuff like that right now is – I mean, even that's going to be tough. But you got a guy like Sean Riley who probably could have fit on a practice or a, a, well, practice squad or even special teams like like he had been. Right. Well, slot guy or whatever. I mean, you don't know. I mean, it was kind of a long shot, but I felt like it was the the uh, right. Well, I think those two were more of the bigger long shots, right? Yes. And we had Tr- Tristan yeah. Tristan Jackson. He went undrafted, correct? Yes. And Kendall Coleman went undrafted. Those were guys that we thought you know, were good locks to have a really good chance to get on a team um, as an undrafted free agent. And you just wonder what this offseason is going to do for guys like that. Yeah. Um, well, Tyus Battle signed with a pro team in Russia, so that's where he's going to play. So it's good news for him. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Sterling Hoffrichter signed by the Falcons. I don't think that's any surprise. Um, yeah. You know, he's, he got drafted. He's getting signed. Yeah, he got drafted. Getting Although signed. they are saying that he's going to be in competition with the old punter, but that's, we'll see. That's fine. Whatever. Um, also, Elijah Hughes, he was uh, voted into the NBA Combine, so which is says a lot. Got an invitation? Yeah, he got an invitation. So he, uh, it says a lot because you know, from what I was reading, and I never really paid attention to the numbers, but about sixty, seventy players usually get the invite. So that's pr- right. that's, that's pretty good. And the Combine, I obviously, he was a lock. huh? I always thought he was a lock to get that invite. Yeah, I think he's good enough. Um, the Combine usually is come and gone by now. Uh, it's right. usually held in May, but it obviously is postponed and has not yet be, been rescheduled. So, um, I don't know. So maybe something to look forward to. I don't know. Something to talk about later. So, anyway, um, one, one more thing, and then we'll uh, try to get Tyler on here. Um, I saw something today. Uh, we're going to have Tyler on to talk Notre Dame, by the way. Weaseling their way into the ACC, which is just typical. But... <sighs> anyway, anyway, I saw something today that uh, uh, John Wildhack and Syracuse were seeking seeking a uh, exemption from the travel rules. Okay, uh, outside of the state, because as you well know, Cuomo has banned nearly every state in the union. Uh, on, put them on the quarantine list. I think there's 34 of them now. So, um, if the the rule goes at is. If you leave the state for more than 24 hours, when you come back, you got to quarantine for two weeks. Mm-hmm. So that would mean if they don't get exempt, they would have to travel day of, play, and leave day of. They'd have to be right. out of there in a day. So they're trying to seek you know, a reprieve from that. Obviously, um, it seems a little unrealistic, but I would be interested to know the criteria on which they do get granted that if they do. Because, you know... 
I mean, we understand that they're athletes and everything, but but they're traveling with medical people. Like, I understand that. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're getting right. tested more. They're having their temperatures taken more. So I'm hoping that all of those things can be factors in, in getting a reprieve from this, but we'll see. And that goes for every New York team, not just Syracuse. So, right. Um, anyway, I thought that was interesting. So, uh, cause it's not something we thought of and there's probably going to be a lot of these little things that come up that pop up, you know, and like, Oh, well, we didn't think about that way. I'm going to get around this loophole. You know, they're, they're, yep. they're trying to, they're trying to figure all that out right now while we're just like, Oh, we're going to have football. You know, right. so, I mean, you know, and yeah. I, I don't even no, know you if got, I, you got a month to figure it out. You got a month and about a month and a half to figure it out. Right. When's the first game? September 14th or 15th. Right. Wasn't that it? No, I don't know. Uh, I it games, in, game, games in the ACC. Yeah. Seven through 12th. So games in the ACC start the week of the seventh through the 12th. So yeah, you got about a month, a month and a week, a month and a week, about five weeks to figure it out. So. Anyway, hopefully they do. Hopefully they do. Look, just cross our fingers. Yeah, because I'm not totally sold on that either. And you know, we'll see what happens. Just as long as everybody is um, taking care of themselves and not being stupid, you know, um, which is AKA living your life like normal. You know, (laughs) just you got to just chill. Okay, let's try to see if we can do this. And you know, there's still people out there that don't think we should have a football season at all. So, and they're entitled to that opinion as well. So, right. I disagree, but that's okay. Uh, all right, before we bring Tyler on, one more time, let's hear from the folks over at Bet Online. Uh, the, the sports, as we mentioned, they keep coming back. All the sports, uh, they, they uh, seem to be pretty strong right now, except for the Marlins baseball team, of course. And um, <laughs> so, your chance to bet on a team with our exclusive wagering partner BetOnline is premiered itself and like we talked about baseball got basketball coming we got we're we're weeks away from college football uh NASCAR obviously they didn't have the TBT in fact I didn't find the TBT anywhere on on these types of sites but um anyway they got everything else there and we talked about it Floyd Mayweather he's joining the BetOnline team you can even bet on uh, prices of his jewelry and, and maybe you can win some of it or something that's what this says so um, visit betonline.ag today check out all the odds and uh, updates on the sports news don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back sports bonuses betonline your online wagering experts and look Joe what is the number one sign of a bad home security system Joe what is it am I on mute you muted me. Why am I? Why you why are am I supposed to know that? Why are you supposed to know that? Because this is a question I'm proposing to you. I have no because idea. Because that's what this sheet says. A home security system that's so complicated you can never use it, Joe. Of course, obvious answer. This is exactly the type of security system Simply Safe has spent a decade fighting against. They believe that it that simple is safer. You get it? Simply Safe. Okay, and that is exactly why Simply Safe is the home security for right now. When feeling safe at home has never been more important. Simply Safe was designed to be easy to use while protecting your whole home 24/7. Bet online with the click of a button. Open the box, place the sensors, plug it in, and boom, you're, there you're good to go. And your home is protected around the clock. No technician or salesperson has to come and disrupt your house. You don't need to pay any outrageous monthly fees or sign a two-year contract. 
Simply Safe was named the best overall security system of 2020 by US News and World Report, and their 24-7 professional monitoring and emergency dispatch starts at 50 cents a day. You can turn this thing on and off as you please as well. You do not have to sign up for uh, you sign up for a month. You want you're going on vacation. I went on vacation this month. I could have signed up for this month. I can shut it off next month. That's it's, it's easy as that. So head over to simplysafe.com slash team and get free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com slash team and make sure they know you heard it from us over here at Q's Militia and Armchair Media. All right, great. Okay, let's bring on Tyler. All right, joining us now, our good buddy, Tyler Morona, former host of the Trademark Podcast and current California resident, Tyler Morona, at Tyler Morona on Twitter. What's up, bro? <laughs> Joe's drinking another uh, beer. I, I like the, yeah, the ceremonial <laughs> popping a cold one with the boys. That's, uh, that's awesome. I'm doing really good, man. Um, moved back out to California three weeks ago. Um, and I moved originally because I kind of had a drop dead point on when I was going to be moving out here to potentially be ready for coaching and then starting a career in education. So went back to grad school to go get a couple of uh, you know, my teaching credential and a master's in education so I can uh, hopefully one day be a head coach of a high school football program. So out here at the beach and uh, loving life besides the fact that, uh, you know, the beach I isn't open. Really... <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> so but it it's... feels good to be back. You know, I'm living with family. I get to see my parents every weekend. Um, and my entire family lives out here. So like even to like the very last, you know, a strange damn uncle. So for me, it was definitely weird to go out there, but I mean, it's awesome to be back. Awesome. Happy for you. It must be yeah. beautiful looking outside that window. Oh my God, man. I can't even begin no, to share. Sure. I don't, I don't talk about it that much because my fiance is still living in Houston. She's riding oh. out the lease out there oh, and we're going to be no. apart until new year's man. What? So it's yeah. Like I'm, I'm no. all out in the line here. I'm risking life and limb and relationship. So we're getting married on October the 3rd here in California. And then she's going back to, to Houston. <laughs> Holy cow. It's like, but this What's, is how much I love football. I mean, I would never say I love it more than I love my future wife, but I mean, we're definitely testing how much we 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 love it together. So, and it's, <laughs> yeah, no you know, kidding. That level's pretty high. No kidding, no kidding. How much does uh, Notre Dame fans love the fact that they uh, have been independent and not in a conference in their, for their football team for the past 132 years up until I don't know yesterday? <laughs> I mean, a number number one, you you like it froze for a second, so I'm guessing we're talking about Notre Dame. Oh, it froze. Okay, yes, 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 yes. I was just saying, um, in 132 years of Notre Dame playing football, they've never been lumped into a conference. Their fans pride themselves on this independent league, whatever. Right. Well, now they're in the ACC. First of all, for them, that's funny to me. Okay, my my brother-in-law, good friend of mine, huge Notre Dame fan. Okay, <laughs> I think it's hilarious. He's part of the reason I really can't stand Notre Dame, but I, I was never a fan before. But the whole dabbling into the ACC and still being independent thing was always annoying. Um, so I mean, sure. you know what I'm saying. So, well, first Absolutely. let's 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 talk about Notre Dame um, being playing a, a, a full slate of ACC games for 2020. Let's start there. 
There's a couple things to talk about for the year, the schedule, the speculation on the one non-conference game, and then we're going to just quickly give our predictions on the conference games. Okay, because we've got 10 conference games we're going to play. Okay. We know the home, that we know the way, and we'll, we'll kind of just, just throw a spitball that. Okay, so okay. go ahead. Good deal. Okay. Um, I guess fair. I'll start out with this. This is you know the question with the question. Fair or foul that we have to accept Notre Dame because we've always there've always been an ACC team, and they they play us in everything else. I mean everything else, and then separately from that, they're not even in Atlantic Coast. They're in Indiana. That's not an Atlantic Coast state. Like I don't like true that. So <laughs> like, facts. Do, is should we have to accept them? I, they're a Big Ten team through and through. I mean, they're terrible. Colin Cowherd always calls them thick in the ankles. They grow their grass out real long so that when USC comes to play, they're not used to like Midwest football, and they still kill them every year. I mean, they're a fraud program. They go to the playoffs all the time, and they get shellacked by a thousand by Clemson. And then that's yeah. now they're who they're going to play in the ACC title game. We've seen that game a thousand times. I don't need to see it anymore. I know who's the better team before they even get off the bus. That's how I feel. No, it's better to see that game before the playoffs. Exactly. exactly. So, in in one True. way, again, um, it's funny because Notre Dame they throw their they throw their name around, they throw their weight around, right? Uh, they have that huge TV deal, independent, get that money. Yeah. Um, but in other sports, they've proven that you know the conferences and other teams they kind of need them as well because that is a big name and it does bring popularity and. Uh, competitiveness in other sports from that team so uh you never really know when you look at it um the question is really who needs who more right and oh well that's when easy when you're answer. not a notre dame fan then you're like oh make them make them join a conference make them join but then when it's the other way around they're like no this is like history we don't need to do this right like but i think this year is going to be one of those things where if they're if they're a fraud program and if they're that they're going to have to play a legit schedule it's not going to be none of these traditional. We're playing Army, Navy, all these other teams, right? Uh, it would have been funny to see them actually have to sit out the year because they couldn't play any conferences and actually just what, know, do home and, home and away with all the independent teams like right. New Mexico State and Liberty and BYU, BYU. and all those guys. Yep. Yeah, um, that would have been great because they never, even if they went undefeated, they wouldn't even make the playoffs. Because, <laughs> but. Um, it's going to be funny because we're really going to see the true colors of them playing in a conference. And I think that that's actually going to carry some weight on that player and on the players and the teams, because really they're, they've never been in that position to be in a conference. You know what I mean? So I think it's going to be a little bit different for them. So we shall see, but I wasn't very happy about it because I knew that we were going to have to play them. Right. I knew well, it, right? It's, it's so weird that they, we, I feel like we, it's like whenever they can play us, they have to play us. I don't know what that is. It feels like it's always like once Notre Dame has that little ACC crossover, it always is against us. Like it's never against, you know, they always try to build in that win for them. And I feel like that is just like the stupidest part of it. You know, <laughs> and then like everyone's yeah. like, oh man, you know, we, <laughs> the, the Yankees uniform in Yankee Stadium, that was an all-time bad visual. I don't know how they got away with that. <laughs> I mean, and let me, let me say this. All... You know, all respect in the world to Clark Lee. He was he's now the defensive coordinator at Notre Dame and he was our linebackers coach at Syracuse at the time. Really good coach. I love him. But other than that, I I really don't want anything to do with Notre Dame. 
Yeah, well, yeah. the the question was raised. I mean, fair or foul, right? I mean, well, right. the the reason the reason that ACC is even allowing this. Well, first of all, I guess they feel obligated to some extent, but they're getting there's they're splitting all this TV revenue evenly amongst all these teams, and it's one division. Right. There's one division this year. Okay, I want 15 teams, one division, two best teams, whatever title game. Okay, they're they're simplifying yeah. it up a little bit, right? So. Um, you know, they're, they're I, not even a guarantee to get there. They're not guaranteed to get there, but I mean, you, you know, they're you, not getting. I'd, I'd, I'd actually put money on it that they don't. Well, There's they, no way. It's gonna be I mean, UNC, so it's, most likely, or you know, whoever. It's Miami because with Derek King, like Catholics versus convicts is back. I'm really excited about that. You know, not to you know disparage anybody one one yeah. side or the other. <laughs> who's who? Who's really? Who's really the convict in this situation when you think about it? Because Notre Dame, that fraud team, they're stealing our eyeballs away from a good game when they're number four in the playoff. That's a that should be a convicted felon move, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, would they get shellacked fifty two to seven? Yeah. It was it was awful. I mean, they deserve a hundred year ban from the playoff for that. I it mean, wasn't it, just it, that it was, year though. There was a, that wasn't just that year against Clemson. They remember they went to the championship game against Alabama and they lost went, by fifty as well. It's yeah. like the, we yeah. know how the story ends, and it's like right. it's always and with Notre Dame, it's always like this year is different. Our, like, our, I think if you put like Memphis in our conference, I would be like super excited about that. Or UCF, you know, it's like let's take a team that actually wants to be a, up there. And yeah. like give him a shot. Yeah. No, I'm completely right there with you. And it's funny I mean, because the naysayers are going to say all the other, you know, fans from the other teams are going to be like, well, force them to join the conference forever. And this isn't that right. But realistically, when you sit back and look at it, it's going to be nice to sit back and see if they do play um, them struggle through an actual conference schedule. It'll and, be refreshing for sure. If, you know, so, yeah. I mean, there's there's a one way to look at it and be like, ah. Let them hang them out to dry, right? But then there's that's other me. things. That that's like, me, by the way. That's let's, me. Let's, yeah, that's you. But then there's other people that are like, hey, let's let them in and let's actually show them what's up because you can't. There's going to be a chip on every team's so- shoulder when they go and play them. Oh, Notre Dame wants in in the ACC. They're going to let They're going to the yeah, conference title. That's, nope. Yeah. Yeah, yep. it's like um, it, it's like the defending champion theory. You know, like everybody gets up for that one game to play Clemson or they, you know, they get up for Florida state and then they quickly fall apart if the coach isn't there anymore. Cause he took another job and um, like Jimbo Fisher, like when he left Florida state, you know, everybody you know, took their best shot at him and then they go six and six and then it, you know, deteriorated for a little bit um, or like a Louisville, you know, all these types of programs. And I mean, I would put Notre Dame, maybe fourth to sixth in the conference right now. So it's like, we're not adding the champion. And I think that's no. what's the funniest part about it is like, like the Notre Dame fans are like, "Oh, dude, now we just get to stack ACC titles in our pocket." Like, no, no, you're, no you're not. There's, no, there's... I, I think it's more, most likely, more likely to end up like the end of like a, a Scooby Doo episode where they pull the you mask, pull the mask off. off. Hey, this Expose is who it really that. is, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, you went seven and four. Yeah. <laughs> So funny, Joe. Uh, no, I, I'm I'm really excited for that too because um, I mean we'll know right away. Yep, that's just that's how it's going to be. And then uh, on the flip side too is that if Syracuse ever does like get to the top of the conference and then Notre Dame was in there as well, then it's kind of like well, 
um, it strengthens the conference from top to bottom and gives us like that um, that team, like a Texas A and M that is in the SEC. That's like they're always good, but they're never great. It gives us yeah. that team too, where it's like you know if you can have that swing game, which I think Virginia Tech is on the other side of the bracket for a lot of teams. Like if you can beat them, then you're you know that upper tier team. Um, so I I'm I guess it's good for that side, but like I said. They've been in the conference for how many years now, playing uh, basketball and baseball and lacrosse. So it's like, you know, what's yeah. what's even really that new? I, I know. No, oh, and it's they so did weird. the same thing from the Big East to football. Yeah, or to ACC. I'm sorry, not to football, but Big East to ACC. They did the same thing, right? They were in the Big East. Yeah. Yeah, basketball. Well, and yeah. all the other sports. Yeah. Just like uh, right, it's like the, it's the, right. The, the, right. Yeah, the sacred football team just is, is stand alone. Shall not be. Yeah, you know. Well, and it seems Stop. like we just can't get away from them, right? Because we had that home and away, and then with because Marone, I think Marone scheduled, or maybe not him, but it was during when Marone was there, and then um, Notre Dame was forced to play four teams a year, and of course, the first year that they were. <laughs> <laughs> to do that, we had to play him, right? So it's like right. we just can't get away from him. I mean, we just played him what two years ago when Dungy was here. So exactly. So we've got a um, eleven game schedule. We got five in conference games, five home, five away, and one non conference rival game, which is likely, I guess, to be probably maybe Liberty because um, they're playing still. We lost Colgate. We lost Rutgers. Because the mm-hmm. whole Rutgers team's like. Tested positive. They're like the Marlins of New Jersey. Uh, did, you, so, did you hear the reason why that they tested positive? No, I don't know. I don't know if I heard a reason. So they all went to a party on campus, and uh, they all got the virus, or you know, the guys that were infected. And then, um, and then I <laughs> texted Michael Lasker, who was my roommate, and I texted him. I I was sick for like fifteen straight months on campus. Like you know, it it would have been a no brainer <laughs> that if I was still on campus, I'd have coronavirus right now. Like I, it's 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 a shoe in. Like you'd go to these basement parties and queues, and it's like you're like this with the next person. Like, oh yeah, you're yeah. nose to nose. Yeah, and like it's just yeah. So to me, I was like, this is not shocking at all. Like this is like the the easiest thing I could have ever predicted. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, let's be honest, though, if sports don't happen and there's kids on campus, that's going to happen anyway. In fact, they're probably more likely if sports don't happen for them to be partying and getting infected. At least they're probably being a little bit safe if they know they have to be a little bit responsible playing sports. I mean, that's just kind of how I see it. That's under, that's, you know, giving players a lot of credit. And also, like, I knew I wasn't probably supposed to go out on Tuesday nights on the off season, but that wouldn't stop us every now and then from doing that as well. Well, sure. Right. But they're, right. Yeah. But it didn't, you couldn't cost your whole team a season of football at, right. the, at that time. So, right. You, you hope that, you know, guys are being a little bit responsible. Yeah. So, uh, home games Boston College, Duke, Georgia Tech, NC State, and Wake Forest. Away games. The, this is just um, bend over. Stupid. <laughs> bend over. <laughs> uh, Clemson, Louisville, North Carolina, Notre Dame, and Pittsburgh. Okay. That's like classic ACC. <laughs> that is just classic. Let's bone Syracuse as hard as we possibly can. Yep. So yep. Uh, um, when you look Expect at... Expect tomorrow the NCAA saying that Chris Blight isn't getting his... Uh... Transfer? He's going to get his, uh, his, his transfer waivers to sit out a year. Yeah, that's just going to be the cherry on top, right? Oh yeah. Oh, would that Ridiculous, not surprise dude. you though, dude? It's like 
they looked at it and said, what are the five easiest games that, you know, Syracuse could win on the road? Let's make them home. And then let's go and put the five <laughs> right. hardest games right. on the road. And in the just, conference, yeah. Right. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. We're in a situation where a month ago we didn't even know if there was going to be football. I hope to – I pray that there is, right? So it's hard to complain about this. But, but we're we going to anyway. A very manageable, manageable schedule. Like a schedule that I thought was going to put us in a situation where – we could surprise some people into right. camping into, world goal again, something like that. Right. Into basically us having to win all of our home games in our nine conference game to make a bowl game. Are they doing bowl games this year? Or are we just kind of like, you know, giving us a, a, a bowl if we go six and five? Oh God, I don't even that's know. A good, that's even a good question that on the bowl games, but there's a championship game, obviously. Um, it is already scheduled. So, um, and they're going to do two best teams based on win percentage, which is the best best way to do it. So, I mean, they were there was talk about Notre Dame not being eligible for the Orange Bowl. I thought I read that somewhere. So they're still well, they're t- not going. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it's like Notre, so, Dame, it's, Notre Dame is getting three losses. At easy. Least. Oh, I, 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 have has their schedule out? Is every ACC team schedule out? Yeah, they yeah. put out the the full graph. Do we know Notre uh, Dame's? It's uh yeah. Hold on, let me here. Get I'll it. look at it right now. Well, they I just saw ours. Like when I went up once actually. See, when they showed it at first, I was like, "Oh, that's that's not our schedule. It's just you know the way that they're going to do it." I'm just waiting for the schedule, and then it was actually was a schedule, and I was like, "Of course it is. Of yeah. course it is." Why can't I find 2020? We don't play Florida State though, do we? Well, we don't normally play them anyway. Right. Wouldn't well, we, Florida wouldn't State's we this usually year? in our cap. Florida State's usually oh, yeah, in our yeah, 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 yeah. I know that. They're in our, our bracket. But, no, it's nice uh, to see that we don't play Miami or Florida State, but. I thought we'd, helps. I I mean, thought that's, we'd that's be, be, be playing okay. Virginia Tech this year. Hold on. Okay, Notre Dame. I got it. I got it. It's in like one big graphic. Yeah. So Notre Dame, home for Clemson, Duke, Florida State, Louisville, and us. Away games, Boston College, Georgia Tech, UNC, Pitt, and Wake Forest. Oh, that's that's, a, that's They get the three hardest <sighs> games at home, and they have North Carolina on the road. So North Carolina is going to be tough. I mean, I don't even sure. know if there's a road win that I could maybe Pittsburgh, maybe. Uh, I think if if we're healthy at the end of the year, I think we should be okay with that. With Pitt, yeah, I think. Well, I mean, like, that's we're not gonna, We don't we know this. Close. We don't know the order of the schedule either, right? So that's true. We don't. Yeah, it's down at but the bottom, but I guess here. we don't really Boston know. Boston College. I hate. I hate. I, hate I mean, I would rather. I would rather hit that gauntlet of the road road games just early. Same. Just zero and five. I mean, maybe not all <laughs> of them in a row, but you know, just it's one of those things where you know. <laughs> We're a little bit behind the eight ball with schemes changing in the defense and with the new offensive coordinator. So I'd hate to lose a home game to some team we think we can beat just because we're just not gelling at that time. You know what I mean? What do you What do you guys have, Matt? Conference Conference uh, record. Well, let me take a peek again, real quick. <laughs> it's uh, this is quite the the slate. 
I got it's crazy at- to me because again, I'm right there with you. I like I see four away losses, five games that we can win at home if we're like on our game, and then Pittsburgh, which is a toss up. See, I got Bo- I got Boston College, Duke, Georgia Tech, NC State. I'm really I'm always 50, worried about 50. I'm always worried about them. Wake Forest, I'm a little worried about them, but I mean I, 50, I could see 50. that being a win. So I would give oh my God, this I would give I would give four Jesus. wins four wins at home, giving up one to NC State, uh, lost to Clemson, lost to Louisville, North Carolina is going to be tough. Notre Dame's obviously going to be tough. Maybe Pittsburgh. Maybe you get the one win at Pittsburgh and you end no, up. Pittsburgh's five. always tough too, right? I know they're so, tough, I mean, and we're playing them at home Pitt. games. I mean, North Carolina State they still have issues with quarterbacks. Um, Wake Forest, I know they're going to have what Harm uh, Sam Hartman. The QB coming. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I know they're getting Surratt. Yeah, he left. And I know they got Sage Surratt coming back, uh, the receiver who's pretty good. But uh, I think that's a team that we could. I mean, that's a 50 50 toss up, too. In Boston College, I know that they have problems at quarterback, too. But they also have the best offensive line and a running back who's a beast who's just going to replace Dylan. So. Yeah, I mean that's that's typically how they go. I mean they always have some sort of beefy guy back there because they had Andre Williams before him. So, mm-hmm. are you gonna keep yeah, going? The home games aren't gonna be tough, man. No, I mean I got him going four and one at home. That's not bad. That's not bad. But we also are probably gonna go one and four on the road. But our our non conference game will be at home. By the way, it has to be played in New York, from what I read. Well, that yeah. helps. Well, it was supposed to be at our place anyway, right? If it's Liberty, yeah. Ah, well. Why were we on the lo- the road last year with Liberty? Yeah, yeah, we opened at Liberty. Yeah, that remember kind of Hugh Hugh Freeze too. in the Hugh Freeze in the he, he, in the window yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in the hospital. Yeah. How could I forgot? Well, I know it's going to be Liberty, or they're talking about postponing those games and maybe making it like a Buffalo or an Army, something like that. An in-state school, so that you don't have to worry about the travel. I thought Buffalo was n- not was one that was definitely not going to happen, though, because I thought that was talked about. Either way, either way, we'll find out. We're we're just spitballing on that. But what? Well, so what do you see? I I gave mine. Uh, what's y'all's? I say five and five. I think they can pull off five and five. I hope for five, five and five. I feel like that we I'd be happy with that. And then we get our non-conference win, and we get go six and five positive record yeah i mean syracuse though famous for um the one upset special and then the one like most heartbreaking loss of all time so i know maybe the maybe the five and five won't actually be um you know the, the order in pick. which we think about right. it yeah but um i don't know i mean this offensive line if they can really gel and, and mature and um i heard they're looking good physically so I mean, if that was really the biggest detriment from last year, um, you you like to believe in the fact that everybody's a year older, you're more experienced, you're more in the weight room. I mean, whether that's you know fact or fiction at this point, I can't tell you. But um, I just don't think that running the ball is going to be as big of a problem as last year. And then if we can keep Tommy upright, we've seen that he has gone in and, and played good games against good teams. So um, it's just... Man alive. I don't know. This is just brutal. And I think like as much as I'm going to love this schedule, if it plays all the way out, it actually affects us the most. 
Um, Because like you said earlier, Joe, like this was one of the more favorable schedules we've had in however many years. And we were going to open up probably five and one to maybe six and one in the first seven weeks. And it's like all of a sudden now, like maybe that is like a carryover into what we saw (laughs) with Dungeons last year, you know? So I, I don't know. And (sighs) I don't know. I don't know. I'm right there with you because I, from what I saw at the end of the year, and I mean, even, I mean, I was at the Duke game watching that offensive line and the way that we ran the ball. I know we're not, I know we don't have Mo Neal, but I think that we've, we've recruited pretty well at the running back position. And it's just a next man up situation. Uh, there's no reason to believe that that offensive line isn't going to be better. Uh, from what I saw, as soon as, Alexander left and they changed it. You saw you saw an immediate okay. difference. I mean it was it was crazy to me and I'm like Might is this you? right. So you bring that into the fact that I think looking at the way that the season ended as well. Um looking at leaders like Cisco, Trill Williams, even Tavito, I don't think he had the season that he wanted. Um obviously being a first year starter. Uh, I think he's going to learn. He's going to take a, a a progression and he's going to be better at figuring out when to slide and when to run, when to throw the ball away, that kind of stuff. And I think that we're going to be better at keeping them upright because we're going to be able to run the ball more and with a better offensive line. So um, obviously receivers, we have to figure it out. But just the way that they ended at the end of the year, not going to a bowl game, the way that Trill, you know, ended that game in overtime against Wake Forest, uh, they, they didn't want it to end there. And you could tell. But they were excited the way that it ended, and so sometimes those are just little things that can push you into to working a lot harder in the off season to to try to to prove people wrong the next year. And I think that's really where we're at, and that's why I was excited about the, the schedule we had before. <laughs> Certainly, <laughs> yeah. But um, even now, I don't think it's gonna it's gonna sway the the attitude of this team. I really don't. Well, and we talked plenty too about just starting behind the eight ball with all this and and i know tyler believes you know everybody's starting behind the eight ball right and i mean but i think there's teams that are just that that they have a longer leash with that being able to start behind the eight ball no doubt about it and and we definitely don't in my opinion i think like we needed everything we could get uh, as far as sp- spring spring um, games and instinct and, and stuff like that and yeah. camp, camp and everything like that, we could have utilized every minute of that. And unfortunately, we just didn't get it. So right. I'm still really skeptical, man, about just having a good season. But like to Joe's point um, with the schedule, yeah, absolutely. I remember being excited about it. I don't even remember what it was anymore. It feels like three years ago that I yeah. saw that schedule <laughs> and it's gone anyway. So yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's just you know what though, guys. I mean, as long as we got college football, as long as that this does happen, I mean, like we said earlier, like Tyler said, you know, can we really complain about it? I I think not. So, right. Um, let's just hope yeah. it plays through. Man, I hope so. I hope so. Well, I guess to answer, and I speak from the whole experience now on the coaching front, you know, just the uh, the shred of experience. Um, High school is tough because we've been having to do a lot of our installations, and we've had football pushback in California to start camp on December 14th. So, you know, thoughts and prayers to um, the fall. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, in, in my sanity but you know it, it is what it is and then we'll 
kick off in, in January. But um, from what I hear, um, a lot of college coaches have really enjoyed this time because um, they're getting more individual work in with their guys more than ever. Because like all of spring ball was like just hey, we are just going to work on like what do you need to do as an individual? And we don't really get that much time to do that at the the D1 level. Like It's all about, like, hey, are you fitting into the scheme? Are you learning the scheme? Let's not, like, we did a little bit in fall camp as far as, like, you know, technique and, like, the difference between technique and just running a play is, like, if you run a play, I can walk forward, but how do I get past my man? Getting past my man is technique. Running forward is the play. So it's like you've, we've been able to, you know, say, hey, um, or I've gotten a chance to watch all the, the film from last year for our high school and really get to call kids and be like, hey, you know, I, I know what your thought process was on this, but let's work on the technique. Um, let's work on how you get there. And a lot of, like I heard Nick Saban talk about how this is the best year he's ever had coaching his corners because he's had the most time to be able to like break down technique. And then if we can get that foundational level up, the scheme is a lot easier at that level because guys are higher IQ, you know, than high school football IQ wise, you know, they can pick right. up things faster. So that's a, uh, that's a little bit of what I've experienced. No. And that does make a lot of sense. Cause a lot of times football is just go, 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 go. And now everything's been so slow, slow. to the point where, yeah. like you said, coaches can sit here and break down tape and actually have conversations with kids and, and get in their, their heads as to what they're thinking about when they're doing this. And like you said, technique. So, that does make a lot of sense. Uh, be interesting to see how that does help. Don't get me wrong. There's no substitution for on-field reps, but you know, at least the guys can go out there like right now. And I presumptuously, I think if they're all wearing masks, like you know, they can go out and at least walk through their their scheme. Yeah, anything would help. <laughs> anything. <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, that's all I got, gentlemen. You good. Any final thoughts? Joe gave a thumbs up. You can't hear a thumbs up, anybody listening, but Joe gave one. <laughs> so Still don't um, like Notre Dame, but... I can't stand uh, Notre Dame. It's all good, though. They're going to be I, I, all year, bro. I, I hope they do. I, Sorry, go ahead. It, I, 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 they're going to squirm all year. I totally agree. It's not even. I didn't even really like totally put that into perspective, to be honest with you, but um, they're, you know, it's, it could be fun. It could be fun to to watch them kind of um, struggle for a change, and it's going to feel <laughs> really good, and it'll be worth yeah. it. I think at the end of the year, but um, I would like to see just just on the other hand too, if they weren't gonna, if this wasn't going to be a permanent thing, and just hang them out to dry too by themselves for being so independent for 132 years, and as soon as they need to lean on someone, all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, sure, we'll join. Uh, How independent is that, though? At the end cool of the day, when you really either. think about it, I was cool with. Ian. I know you were. I, know I just you were. hope that Ian Book doesn't come out and win the Heisman. There's no way. <laughs> There's no <laughs> way. Sure. That dude sure. looks like a Peaky Blinder. He's not going to win the Heisman. Um, <laughs> don't you like? Don't, everybody knows a Notre Dame fan. Like, don't you feel just like bad for that person? You're just like, dude, that kind of sucks. You know, like I was it, like, there's no there's no character behind being a Notre Dame fan because like I don't think anybody really like has that big of a connection. Like, even if you go there, I feel like everybody that lives out here that's a Notre Dame just winds up becoming a USC fan at the end of the day. You know, it's like, <laughs> nobody really really cares that much. I was really close to just getting 
my just having my brother-in-law come on here and talk about Notre Dame with us. But Defend I, it. I'll, I, I'll, I'll act like a Notre Dame fan. Real quick. What, what do you want for us, man? Like, what do you want from us? Like, we do everything we can. Like, you know, we, we got Brian Kelly. He's pretty good. You know, like, that's, like you know, man, Titeo, dude. Or, you know, like, it's always somebody that they bring up. We win you know, the games like, in front of us. Exactly. Yeah, you, that you choose every <laughs> single year. Exactly. And they'll be like, well, dude, we play Stanford and we play USC. And it's like, those teams are, they've been down for. Army and Navy are good. When they play each other, sometimes. No. Like, <laughs> they actually have been better in recent they've history. Been be- they've but been better. At the same time, they're not like world beaters. Well, Notre Dame, I think they, I think the you know claim to fame is actually making like Navy a very relevant program. Like they raise <laughs> Navy's level up, and then they like beat them, and then then they were like, all right, that's that's enough of that. No more independence for you. You're going into the American. So, <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's all I got. And we could go all night, and we, and they would, they would, um, we would. Thank. Thanks, everybody, for uh, tuning back in after three weeks off. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Tyler, for coming on. Obviously, we love you, brother. Glad to see you back home. Um, I know you're happy. I didn't realize you weren't with, with uh, Katie, but, you know, there's... We got hello to you guys, by the way. Yeah, and to hey, all the Katie. listeners, shout out to you. Um, Wouldn't be a show without you. <laughs> exactly. Something like that. All ten of them. Uh, so... Uh, thanks, Simply Safe. Thanks, Bet Online. Thanks, all of you. Again, for Joe and Tyler, I'm Sean. We're out. Thanks hey. for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. 